stuff. That thing's operational. Dr. Banner. Now might be a really good time for you to get angry. That's my secret, Captain. I'm always angry. Hello and welcome to episode 117 of the Usual Podcast. Podcast we discuss Star Wars The Old Republic, the Star Wars franchise, and geek and pop culture. I'm your host, Marshall, and with me is my co-host, Will. What's up, buddy? How you doing? 117. Can you believe that? I can. It's been, uh, it's been a, a bit, it's been, um, mm. it's been a while. A lot of editing. <laughs> well, thanks for making me edit. Uh, and we're just sitting here enjoying our usual frosty beverages. What you got, bro? I'm drinking a Skeen Special, a uh, wheat ale from the Upland Brewing Company. Nice. And I also have a Skeen Special, since that's what we're calling them. Uh, it's an American IPA from Bell's Brewery in uh, Michigan, Comstock, Michigan. It's called Two-Hearted Ale. It's delicious, actually. I really like it. Does um, that have anything to do with the Comstock load? I don't know anything about what you're saying. And if it, you're trying to get, do some innuendo, then I... It, it is load because L-O-D-E load because it's a mother load of silver. Mm-hmm. Yep. Looks like our signal is dropping. Load. So before we get started, if you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we are on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. I am at Darth Pops on Twitter. And Will is at IMO Griggs, and we're on iTunes, Stitch Radio, Google Play, etc., etc. Uh, when you see us on those places, please give us ratings and five stars would be great. And tell your friends. It'd be great. Be nice. Word of mouth is awesome. <laughs> mouth. Timestamps in the show notes for non-Sortor fans um, and those people not watching live. Thank you, those in the chat room. Skeen, what up? And uh, so before we get started, uh, before we get to Swotor, um, thank you all, everybody who is in the chat room. You guys are awesome. You keep the show running yeah, and do. we are drinking skiing beers tonight. So yeah, boy, I'm going to be running soon. <laughs> Probably to the bathroom because beer, beer. Anyway. All right. Sword tour, dude. Sword tour. You want to fight? I'm ready. You do not have to stand against me. Instead, I will share all of this with you, if you will only kneel. All right, man. So, in the wake of, um, hmm, yes, does a beer run count as exercise? Absolutely. My Fitbit counts my steps, buddy. How many, how many steps is it to your bathroom back? To my bathroom back? Not a lot. But if I get a beer, bring it back, then go to the bathroom, and then back, then I'm good. All right, good. That's exercise, my friend. <laughs> Speaking of which, I've been in the gym all week. You know what's really funny is, you know, I, I very rarely track my Fitbit, but uh, there'll be times when, like, especially after like a, a Thanksgiving break or whatever, and I'll look at my Fitbit and it'll say like, "You took 16 steps this week." Oh my god! And I'm like, "Well, it's not true because 99 <laughs> percent." If it of, is, I don't know what's wrong. Well, no, it's not. Well, it's just the 99 percent of the time I don't actually have my phone on me because I don't wear a Fitbit. Oh, I got you. That's right. It's your so phone. if I don't actually carry my phone with me, then nothing's happening. Yeah, mine's just a watch. So here we are. Yeah, there we are. <laughs> All right, man. So community shout out, Sotor. Um, I want to give a big shout out, of course, to our guild and the awesome that was Extra Life. Of course, there's still time to donate. I have a link in the show notes for that. Our guild um, Wookiee Alliance team is up to almost 4,000. I checked earlier. We were like at thir- almost 3,900. Just do it. Okay. Well. Yeah, aggressive, but yeah, do it. It'd be great. (laughs) 
link in the show notes for that. Um, and just as a kind of, uh, culmination of everything that we did over the weekend, uh, our good friend Jesse Stardust, uh, Tatooine Dreams, her blog, she posted a, uh, wrap up, um, about Star Wars, ga- Star Wars gamers are givers. And there's some cool, there's a cool mural with a bunch of screenshots from the, uh, from the events and a write up, um, why we do it, some video, stuff like that. So definitely check it out. I have a link in the show notes. Thanks for doing that, Jesse. Can always and, count on Stardust. Yeah. And I'm just, I'm just glad we got to do that again this year. And we talked about it last week, but it was just, it was a ton of fun. So always love it. And raising money feels good when you're exhausted after 12 hours of streaming. It's like, well, I raised money. There you go. And I almost tripled my goal. So you're awesome. I am awesome. All right. So what'd you do in game this week, my friend? Um, actually, you know, it's, it's been a busy week of work for me, so I haven't really done a, uh, a lot, but I did some heroics. Nice. And, um, uploaded, uploaded, uh, updated the patch, and that was pretty much it. I'm really looking forward to, uh, our week long break starting the yeah. day uh, after tomorrow, and I'm going to be playing quite a bit. Yeah, me too, man. I can't wait for that. Um, and I missed WOG last week. We did D&D instead. We had to reschedule that event. So I felt bad missing WOG. Um, first week on the new server, which we'll talk about that in a little bit. But, um, yeah, man, I did some heroics during the CXP bonus. Um, I did some planetary stuff. Uh, I did what I do, black hole and section X, I think. Um, and yeah, I'm almost, uh, I think 250 CXP. Yeah, I'm actually so. up into the eighties now. Nice. You're killing it, bro. You're killing, killing it. Killing it. Killing it. Anyway, um, so as far as news, let's get to the news. Um, there was, you know, obviously we had the big server merger, mer- merger, uh, the big server merger. Um, we're officially Satil Shan. We're on the Satil Shan now. We also have all of the, um, everything's been moved and we're all where our new homes are. And I only had one rename from some tune I hadn't used in forever. I had, I had zero renames. Nice. And I, all of a sudden, found out I had like four uh, drum and cost apartments. <laughs> yeah, and then, so there's that. So there's a lot of things because your legacies from different servers, and like I haven't used or even been on any of those other servers in forever. And I have I have tunes who, you know, because we I have actually three tunes on one of the other servers because they right. didn't merge with ours. But um, I have random tunes on there, a couple extra strongholds, but everything transferred over fairly. Yeah, well, it's nice to have the cap at 28 now, so. Totally. So, everything kind of, everything I think went okay. Um, but a couple things that happened. One was legacy bank items were not merging or missing. And Eric came on and this was the day that pretty much that day he said, the team has worked out what's going on. For starters, you do not need to panic. All of your items are actually there. You just can't see them currently. The issue was if a player had a legacy cargo hold on more than one server, one of them could now appear missing. Uh, this only happens in rare instances, which is why not everyone was experiencing it. I don't think I was. I checked. Um, and we have a fix for this patch next week, which just happened, which we'll talk about. Okay. So this was just after, uh, the United Forces patch launched. So, nice. um, and the servers, uh, what was the next thing I have in here? Well, I actually had a weird instance where I logged in and, uh, one of my tunes had a whole bunch of mats from one of the legacy. Oh, cargo hold. interesting. Okay. So instead of merging into the cargo hold, it just went to a, a one of the characters that transferred over uh, cargo hold. Interesting. Okay. Um, also, the server forums, the new server forums are up. The Satil Shun, uh, Starforge, and Darth Malgus. Yeah, I actually have some a couple tunes on Starforge. That's the one I, I have, think. Yeah, I have two on Starforge yeah. as well. Because I'm, I'm sure it's from our Shadowlands. From days. the Shadowland days, yeah. Um, and then we have... Uh, what else? Oh, people were asking when... 
uh, server transfers are going to become available. And they haven't put them back up yet. And so Musco, as of uh, a few days ago, said, right now I do not have an ETA on the timing of transfers coming back online. Um, and he's going to work with the team to see if he can get a time frame. I imagine they're doing this because what if it breaks everything? <laughs> exactly. I mean, there's really no need to do it yet. Um, but some people, because they maybe their servers didn't merge the way our, way ours did, they want to move. So yeah, I yeah, no, I, I totally, it. I totally get it. But with sorry, but with uh, all the uh, you know, just have a little patience. Yeah, they, and I don't think it'll take them too long for them to bring back up. But but we'll see. Um, and then is Darth Hexit account wide? People were asking, and Musco, and I thought this was kind of interesting. This was a couple days ago. He said, uh, sh- the short version is yes, but the longer version is, uh, a character that you are playing on needs to earn one of the United Forces achievements. Uh, those achievements are tracked legacy wide. If you have one of those two legacy achievements within the qualifying window, um, then on the, on the 28th, you'll be granted the Darth Hexit onto your account, which will be delivered via in-game mail, which is account wide. Right. Right. So if you don't do the thing, you're not going to get the thing. Right. But yes, within it the is. window, you right. have to do one of the ones. One of the you have th- to do three group finder, right? Uh, either PvP or or uh, uh, PVE, right? And if you don't, and but what I think they're saying is, if you don't do it within the window, right, then you're gonna have to do it on each tune once the window closes. Oh, I get it. Oh, uh, yeah, that's mm-hmm. what I read into that. Yeah, could be right. I have no idea, but either way, I will get mine done probably wog tomorrow, so I'm not worried about it. Okay, so maintenance. We just had maintenance uh, yesterday, and uh, the reason I'm putting this in here, we do have some patch notes. There's only a couple notes, um, but it was game update 5.5.1a, which is not convoluted at all. Um, and the reason they did this was to fix a couple of the things that were happening after the big deal. So he's, uh, players had one, they fixed the legacy cargo hold issue. Uh, he said players who had more than one legacy cargo hold combined during United Forces will now be able to see and access all their items in either the cargo hold itself or the legacy overflow, which is part of the the way of solving the problem of right. too many items. And players will no longer earn command experience for simply entering God's machine operation in this instance. Boy, I wish that um, <laughs> I'd accidentally stumbled upon that and get some extra CXP, but I didn't. I didn't know that was happening. Oh, no, I, I doubt anybody exploited that at all, right? Oh, of course not. I haven't heard of anything, but I, I imagine something's happening. All right. Um, there's a couple things that will not be getting fixed with the update that just happened, but some of them are going to be coming on the 28th, which we'll talk about in a minute. So, um, uh, the primary fix was the legacy bank. Um, people were asking because I guess the eyes were weird. Remember we talked about that? The eyes were a little weird on the server yeah. screen and the eyes are not being fixed. And, um, people were asking about server transfers again. And they're not going to be turned on yet. Okay. So also shocking. People are asking for longer double XP. Of course they are. And this had to do with, uh, the unscheduled maintenance to address the issue with United Forces. Um, and he says this post is specifically for scheduled downtime. Tomorrow's maintenance is an unscheduled patch in order to address an issue that arose with United Forces. We do our best to have all changes happen inside a scheduled downtime, but sometimes we need to uh, expedite a change. We won't be ex- extending the double XP, a uh, double event, as I'm aware of, especially since it's a fairly quick downtime, only a couple hours. Um, but they are running another double event at the end of the month to coincide with 5.6, which I'm excited about. And he, yeah. and he says, you won't have to wait too long for another dose of double. Oh, <laughs> oh, Musco. You alliterative fool. <laughs> 
All right. So, um, character slot issues. This one is a little bit weird and I don't 100% understand it, but because there's math involved. Okay. Of course. And you're having trouble. Okay. So he says, so somebody posted, there's some issues where the caps aren't working right. Okay. Like, uh, after the merge, there's some, so they're currently capped at 40 max and 24, uh, plus 24 is a sub equals 64. Um, but, and the last patch making the max per server a hundred. So it led to a situation where if you only had an overflow of say, you know, a, approximately 70 or 80 characters, there's no way to create a new character or transfer a new character to the new, to a server without first deleting 10 to 20 characters to get it down to around 63 or 64, right? Um, and so I don't know. There's some more stuff to it. Uh, okay. I have a quick question here. Yeah. Who has a hundred characters? <laughs> Apparently more people than we would think. Wow. Uh, yeah. And so Eric said, this is not part of tomorrow's update. However, the team is aware of the issue and is looking at solutions. Um, so, you know, I, I think there's something wrong with the math. I think that's what they're addressing. But again, my brain doesn't do math and I don't understand it. Yeah, it's it just sounds weird. Also, why does it say we have, our total views are now zero on Twitch? I don't know. That's weird. It's messed up, bro. We had a lot. We had thousands. Oh, two thousand. That's thousands, technically. Good plural. Point. Very, very good point, English major. Well, I I can do some math. <laughs> all right. <laughs> Excuse me. All right. This just happened today. This was that was all the sort we had until like a few hours ago. Uh, war zone date change and 5.6 details. So I like this post because it gives us, um, a, a, a place to basically, uh, recap kind of what's coming at the end of the month. So Musco said, um, uh, 5.6 is supposed to be hitting on the 28th of this month. Okay. And he says the quick da- update on 5.6. As we are getting closer to the launch of the update, uh, we feel the need to just, uh, we need a little bit more time to really bring the new Yavin Warzone up to quality. They're going to pull it out of the update, and it's going to be part of 5.6.1, which is like two weeks later on the 12th. Yeah, okay? so get it right rather than get it fast. Exactly. So, but he goes on to say, the date change does not impact any other elements, and here's a friendly reminder. And there's one that I want to point out, which I think is really interesting. <clears throat> he says, uh, the new Flashpoint, uh, Capero. Uh, a planet with the Chiss Ascendancy and all that storyline that we've been talking about with the Alliance right. Trader storyline. Uh, the return of Raina Temple. Uh, Nahut, the third boss of the Gods of the Machine is coming. Right. Uh, new G- GSF deathmatch is still coming. Uh, significant change to the group finder are coming. Um, new UI, all queuing in one place, upgrade rewards and solo activities ac- added. Nice. Which I thought was kind of nice. So you can queue up for solo things in the group finder. Cool. Cause I'm a solo person. Me too, for the most part. And legacy-wide credits and unassembled components, which we were talking about over dinner, that's happening uh, on the 28th as well, which I'm excited about. And changes to the Galactic Command disintegration. We were talking about that weeks ago. Right. Um, and the new item, Master Datacron. This allows you to take any existing character and boost them to level 70. This does not progress the story. And more. So, of course... Putting that last one in there had people so going. Basically, you start on Huda, you know, all of a sudden bump it up to seventy, but your gear is all green. <laughs> and you're just going around and killing all the the uh, uh, Evakai and 
Um, there was somebody that posted something, some clarification on unassembled components, uh, instead of CXP that had to do with disintegration. I just have the link in the show notes. I don't want to dive into that really, but the master data is what I wanted to bring up. Yeah, um, because now you get to run around a, a starter planet naked with a, with, but, a, but, with a training vibrosword. And- well, that's not 100%. Yeah, but it, it actually be pretty funny. But the idea is that it, you could, and it even says you could start at a level one tune. So, he says, uh, Eric says it was actually mentioned in the roadmap, but it was a small mention, so he thinks people missed it. They're producing a blog, but the basics are it's a purchasable from the cartel market, of course, similar to the 1665 ones. Uh, they'll be tradable, so they can be sold in the GTN. And it gives you an item which you can use on a character. And that character will, that item will level you to 70 and place you on the, on your class ship. Whether you have one or not, whether you have one or not from the story. This doesn't impact your ability to get naturally. It will also give you a set of starter gear for level 70, but it does not progress your story. So you can even use it on a brand new level one. What I think is interesting about this is <laughs> because I have like three tunes and I never realized it till I'm trying to use them and fly somewhere that they, that don't, they don't have their ship. ships yeah. because I use them during the crazy XP splurge thing. Right. And I have several characters. I don't even know which ones they are. But when I'm like, well, I just want to fly here. So like, why can't I? It's like, oh, right. they don't have their ship. Because you, you waited until you got to 10, so you get to the uh, the fleet. Right. But you didn't wait to the, get the ship. Yeah, exactly. So um, I think this is kind of cool, honestly. I mean, I, I like the ability to just jump to 70 and get going. Um, well, you know what I actually I like about it? It's two things. One, if you can jump to 70, you can get your ship without – so that way you can fly things. Right. Especially if you're trying to team up with, with groups. Like we were, we were finding issues with that when we were on um, – on extra life day. But also, I mean, like, especially if you have a hundred tunes and you do like to go through the content, right? Right. You know, a level 70 going through all the level one through 20 crap is especially <laughs> with the, and it's not the seven because you're going to get, well, there's level sync. Yeah. yeah. The level sync, but it's the gear you get. Right. That's going to allow you to, to just fly through a lot. Yeah, of exactly. Um, yeah. So I don't know, man, any other thoughts on any of this? I'm excited for 20, the 28th. No, and actually, you know, it makes me think about, um, imagine like how there are some planets where you have to kill like 5,000 or something. Especially mm-hmm. like for me, there, I'm still trying to kill off the, uh, the, uh, quotas in, uh, Black Hole in Section X. Right. You know, you can do that with a, uh, um, well, those aren't as big of an issue because you don't really get to this to level 50, but, you know, all the Evokai you've got to kill on HUD or whatever. Right. You can just fly through that with a level 70 instead of having to try to do it with your level 5. True, true, true. All right, man. It's good for achievement hunting. Totally. But you can always go back to. You can. I'm just saying. What are you saying? That I usually don't talk this much (laughs) during patch notes? (laughs) Yeah, I was surprised. (laughs) I'm still wondering why we don't have any viewers. Why does it say we have no views, total views? Because they don't like you. Well, there were some updates recently on Twitch. Anyway, should we move on to Star Wars? Star Wars. Let's do it. I was raised to do one thing. But I've got nothing to fight for. Nothing will stand in our way. I will finish what you started. So here's the thing. Uh, we're going to start with a couple of crazy Star Wars stories. Okay. The first one, first one, when I saw this, I watched it like three times. I was like, Oh my God. 
How much did you cry? If I was there, I would have cried. If if I was sitting next to him, I didn't think he was going to get on the ride and ride it. Did you see at the very end the lady turned her camera around? Yeah. Okay. Very in the lead here. Um, Mark Hamill just surprised some people on Star Tours, Disneyland. He um, stood up in front, talked to some people. Like, So there's two clips. There's one clip where the cast member is saying, oh, we have a spe-, – like the, the front row center spot was reserved. Right. He's all, we have a special guest or whatever coming on. And Mark Hamill walks in <laughs> to just a Star Tours ride. And the people in there are like, oh, my God. And he says some stuff. And then he sits down and rides the ride with him. Yeah. If I was sitting next to Mark Hamill – Riding Star Tours? And he put his arms around the guy's arms. Oh, my God. I would cry. I would literally cry. And they took a group selfie. Oh, it was cool. They took some pictures. They rode the ride. I just thought that was awesome. We have a link in the show notes if you want to watch the video. But I just I just love when when that happens. Mark Hamill's awesome. He really is. I remember there was one time I was at Disneyland, and uh, we were watching um, Fantasmic. And then, you know, because my mom was in a wheelchair. Mm-hmm. Well, she does wheelchair uh, stuff. And then, uh, so we, at the time, we were able to, to go in through the back of Thunder Mountain, mm-hmm. which is near where we were watching Fantasmic. And so we went there, and celebs get to go through the back of the line, too. Mm. And John Favreau mm. was right there with us. That's crazy. Mr. Uh, Swingers and Iron Man himself. Well, it was cool. Actually, we recently watched uh, uh, Spider Man Homecoming. And Favreau was in it a lot. I, oh, yeah. I love that. Uh, yeah, I bet. I wonder if he was a spy. That would have been interesting. That would have been cool to see. Uh, that's a good point. Especially if, if Hamill would have jumped up and played it off as Skywalker. Right? Okay, guys. So, after we recorded last week, and I put a note in the show notes uh, when I posted the show a few days ago. After we recorded last week, the, literally the next day, ton of Star Wars news dropped. Huh. Two big stories in particular. The first one is Ryan Johnson. Uh, he directed Last Jedi. Who directed Last Jedi, which is coming it. out in about a month, is going to kick off a standalone Star Wars trilogy. Now, he's going to be writing it and directing, directing the, first the first one and getting writing help from what's the, or producing. Uh, what's, from his partner. I can't remember. They, yeah, they, what's his name? Oh, they produced a, a long time together. Yeah. Um, but this is, um, I'm really curious to see what you think of this, dude, because, uh, let me, let me find the other guy's name. Uh, Ram Bergman. Uh, yeah. Uh, trilogy alongside partner and collaborator Ram Bergman, who, who, that's going to be pr- the person producing. So obviously this spurred a bunch of where's it going to take place? Who's it going to be centered on? What's going to be happening? All that. So I put this at the top of this section because I know we're going to come back to it as we progress, but just initial um, reactions. There is um, some comments from Ryan Johnson. Maybe I'll read that first before we, uh, before we chat here, he says uh, he tweeted, obviously I hope you like the last Jedi, but man, now I really hope you like the last Jedi (laughs) because that puts him in an interesting predicament. I kind of think this doesn't do well. The box will, but I, why did they, why did they announce it right now? Like, are they that confident about The Last Jedi? Well, I think it's a combination of that, plus, um, if he's going to be doing a trilogy and it's going to be coming out after the, the 2020 mm-hmm. standalone film, mm-hmm. then he's got to get on pre-production pretty darn quick. Absolutely. So if he's going to be missing junket stuff coming up on The Last Jedi, or, um, people were going to delve into more why he wasn't being called back to do nine. Right. Then they wouldn't be able to hide it that long, anyways. That's a good point. Um, so we obviously we have 
little to no details. Kathleen Kennedy did say a couple things. She said, we all love working with Ryan on The Last Jedi. Um, he's a creative force and watching him craft The Last Jedi from start to finish was one of the great, great joys of my career. Ryan will do You're amazing. A lot coming <laughs> yeah. Ryan will do, uh, amazing things with the blank canvas of this new trilogy. Blank canvas. So he can basically go, go anywhere, pick a timeline, pick his characters and start. Could you imagine? I, I, I just thought about this right now. He is basically get, being given the George Lucas role. Yes. For the new, the new deal. For the time being. For the time being. But he, he gets to craft a brand new Star Wars trilogy from scratch. Yeah. From, from nothing. Based on nothing. Yes. Because he doesn't have to include the Skywalkers. None of it. None of it. So where, where does he go? What does he do? Don't, um, don't worry about being late, Raz. Welcome. How you doing, buddy? It's okay. You know, the first things out of people's mouths are going to be, they're going to want them to pull their favorite bits out of the legends. Or go to or the, the old republic. Or go to the old republic. Me, I hope neither. <laughs> I want brand new stuff. I knew you were going to say that, and I'm actually, dude. I, I gotta admit, I'm kind of with you. I, I have been I mean, like, I don't want. I mean, unless he's you know, honestly to bury the lead on the next story. I hope the next story has to do with the old republic. Yeah, personally, this the, this thing is. I don't okay. You know this is what I, I'm going to tell you. What I want from the Star Wars universe. Okay. Okay. I want Ryan Johns. I want okay. First of all, I want you've done you said it like four times. Breathe. Hang on a second. I want JJ to clean up the Skywalker thing and just end it and be done with okay? it. Okay. Yep. I want Ryan off into the sunset. Yeah. Done. I yep. want Ryan to come up with something completely different. Yep. And honestly, I don't care if it conflicts with EU. I really don't. Well, no one cares at this point, right? Right. I mean, well, people do, but I hope. The TV series is going to be coming to the streaming service is going to be based around the old Republic. Not necessarily the stories we already have, but that mm-hmm. time frame. And my last thing, you know what I hope Filoni's new show is going to be about? Mm. A retelling of Shadows of the Empire, which takes place between Empire and Jedi and uh, yeah. Prince Zizor. Okay. Well, I, I don't, I don't like all the things you said, but. Well, I knew you wouldn't. Well, good. Because here we, you hate me. Well, here we are. So, Skeen. Throughout their throne, I, I I like that idea, but but I don't think he was going to do it. If he has a blank slate, I don't think he's going to go with something that's already there and, and already being done in the new version. And Rebels is already doing it. I can see though a standalone Thrawn Star Wars story, maybe or incorporating that, depending on where they go with the live action deal. Right. I think Thrawn would be better for a standalone Star Wars story. Agreed. But going off what you said, I also. I'm not the biggest fan of uh, of going to the older public, or I mean, Bane is intriguing, but again, we have Legends novels, we have this stuff. I think, especially after we see the Last Jedi, I think we're gonna have a bigger insight into this. But I think Ryan Johnson is a fan and as someone who's worked on this film for so long, and being asked to come in this trilogy with that high praise from Kathleen Kennedy, she obviously trusts him to do something. That the fans aren't going to expect, but that the fans never thought they wanted. Right. And I was okay. listening to um, one of the Sans Pants, uh, the movie maintenance guys, right. and they were talking about fandoms and, and that kind of thing. And one of the things one of them said uh, that was intriguing to me was, you know, I mean, the whole episode, and actually I meant to afford it too. It's really interesting. And we could talk about it maybe another time. But this idea of, of getting off 
people being the biggest fans and all that kind of stuff, right? Right. But what I think is interesting is why why bother going back and doing stuff that we know? Let's let's start over. Like let's not start over, but wouldn't it be cool? Like, okay, so the example they used, and I know I'm kind of going off track, but the no, example, the example, I've that, actually got somewhere I want to go to. The example they used was nobody knew they wanted a a dog looking uh, creature and and a, and a man in a fantasy space opera until Star Wars came out. Exactly. So now that Star Wars is here, right? Wouldn't it be cool to be like, well, this is what all the fans want. This is what I want. I want Rev and I want Bane. I want this. I want this. I want this. And Ryan, I want Ryan Johnson to give us that thing. It's like, you know, I never knew I wanted this from Star Wars. Does that make sense? Oh, absolutely. So go somewhere new. Go somewhere different. Go outside the box. Create your own story. And it doesn't have to be another Skywalker line. Like, just give us a part of this huge galaxy we know is there, but we've only seen little snippets of it. Right. Right. Um. Okay, I Rant just, over. Okay, I, I'm kind of combining an idea I just said with something I said last episode, which was the idea of doing uh, the, the TV series being an anthology. Okay. Very much like American Horror Story, where they're all connected, but they're not necessarily, but they can start the same cast, that sort of thing. And I was talking about like Tales of the, of the Bounty Hunters and Tales right. of, right? Skip that, but just title the, the, the show Legendary Tales. Okay. And like every six months, because it's all going to be different shoots. Like every six months or so, come out with a new eight episode arc. Very and you're talking much, about the TV series. Yes. Yeah. Very much like they do with Forces of Destiny, right? And they could be half hour shows, hour long shows, whatever. Okay. But you could do an eight episode arc on Revan, an eight episode arc on Bane, an eight episode arc on Thrawn, an eight episode arc on the Yuuzhan Vong. At the same time, you, you're, the issue is you're canonizing stuff that's not canon. Too. Not necessarily. You can canonize what you want, but if you call it legendary tales, you can get away with saying, okay, this is fan service to tell you those old stories, but this is like, but not canon. Okay. Can I say something about this? Yes. Uh, well, the only thing I think that fans would have an issue of is fan service for fan service sake. Like everybody wants to see something from Bane, but if you're not going to make it canon, then it's just, well, then do you, you know what I mean? I mean then it's so just, much, there's so much in legends that. That you can choose to make canon. But do you see what I mean? No, I do. Yeah. And so, you know, you can call it Legendary Tales or whatever. I mean, the name, whatever. But mm-hmm. um, you can choose, like, say, okay, I want Bane and Revan to be to become canon. Make those canon. You obviously can't do the whole Vader and Mara Jade storyline at this point. Sure. You can't do the, the Thrawn the way it was in the books because it's being done this way. But there's enough. Like, since Bane is technically canon anyway, exactly. you could go and do that. Um, it would be cool to see, and I like your idea in that, it would be cool to go back to some point in the old Republic and canonize something. Bioware has put, you know, hundreds of hours of story and content into the Star Wars Legends ether, right? Wouldn't it be cool to go and grab something like, um, you know, Revan or some, or, or, you know, or just something that we, we know from Legends from, from the video games and be like, you know what? We'll give you this because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter if these things exist. This is something that is fan service, but also it's canonizing things that they can come back and draw okay. from later. Imagine this, okay? Of anything that they've uh, that they've thrown out there for a possible Star Wars story movie mm. that has gotten the most blowback has been Boba Fett. Yeah, right. You either have the thing people are like yes, give us more Boba Fett, or no, you know. Imagine an eight episode show that you can actually delve more into the story of Boba Fett. 
without being hamstrung by the two-hour time limit, right? True. Yep. But imagine this. By doing it, you can say, okay, well, we're going to tell you this, the life arc of Boba Fett and go back to when he was a kid on uh, – on um, uh, Tatooine? No. Hmm. Mandalore. No. No. The uh, – the, Genosis? The, no, the clone builders. Just kidding. Um, it's um, – Camino. Camino. Okay. Yeah. So going back to Camino, but the thing is, is you can – by doing that – you can bring back Liam Neeson for an episode mm-hmm. because he's going to be. You can bring back Ewan McGregor for an episode. You can okay. bring back, uh, you know, all these different people that you can just bring back for an episode instead of having to have them come back for a full movie shoot. Okay. And you can actually tell the complete story about it, including having an episode where he, you know, survives the Sarlacc pit. Right, right, right. You can bring up you know where he's connected to Battlefront. All this stuff. All right. Well, um, should we put a pin in this? Let, we'll, we're gonna be talking about this for here. Yeah, we're gonna be coming back to this. Um, it, it's intriguing enough and exciting enough, uh, especially and and I'd like to revisit this fully either after right after we see the Last Jedi, which we probably won't because there will be a reaction show. Right. Um, but maybe that following week, combine our thoughts from tonight with after seeing the film a couple times. So let's see how good Ryan Johnson is. Yeah. Well, let's see how good he is and see I mean, what he, I like Looper. So yeah, I do too. And see what he brings to the table in the star Wars universe. There's a reason that they chose him and there's a reason that they gave him a trilogy. Yes. They're very confident about the last yes. Jedi. You can tell. Okay. Um, and I've got some other stories in here that we don't necessarily, um, need to talk about because we've kind of touched on it. Obviously we talked about the live action star Wars series that's coming. And, um, and there's another article I put in here from Nerdist that just says why it should be set in the distant past or future. And again, we've kind of covered all that. So, um, give us your thoughts, uh, hit us up, uh, tweet us or whatever, email us, and, um, we'll bring it up when we do our, our, do our other show. Cool. Um, now get a little bit more into some of the other canon stuff. Um, it's been announced that they're going to be doing a Thrawn comic adaptation of the Thrawn novel. Nice. Um, it's gonna be like the other ones where it's just basically it's a comic a, version. Yes, but it's a six episode arc, a six issue uh, arc. Okay. But the thing is, what you tend to get in those, you tend to get some more backstory. Totally. Yeah. And this one is, they've already said you're gonna get more of Thrawn's past in it, and you're gonna actually see the reveal of him to, where he reveals himself to the Empire. Oh, that'd be sick. So th- you're gonna get a little bit more of his his own just ascendancy. Nice. I'd love to see that. All right, man. Um, uh, last Jedi stuff. Um, and I only put this in here as a launching pad because this happened when Rebel started. You remember? Yes. And the woman who does the voice, her, her name just flew out of my head of, uh, Sabine had never, was not a Star Wars fan. Right. Had never seen it. And we, yeah, and I watched that panel with her and they kind of tried to put her on the spot and she's just like, well, it's a job, but I think this is stuff is really cool. Yeah. And, you know, she went back and did it. But so the, the, the story is Kelly Marie Tran had never seen a Star Wars movie before being cast right. as, uh, Rose in, uh, The Last Jedi. Yes. Who cares? Nobody, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, personally, I don't think, look, what are they going to do? And this is part of that, that show. I'm going to send you that podcast, but it's like, so. Do you get grilled anytime you talk to somebody? It's like, so how big of a Star Wars fan are you? Oh, Do you think bit. you should have this job? Like, could you imagine if that was part of the criteria? They're looking for actors. They're looking for a certain look. Okay. I'm going to list three actors who never saw anything Star Wars before they did Star Wars. Okay. Mark Hamill, Harrison Ford, <laughs> and Carrie Fisher. I, I'm with you, man. And like, there's an idea of like, okay, I have this job and I know what Star Wars is. I just haven't seen the movies. Exactly. And can I act? Okay. 
So deal with it. Give me a script. And I just think it's interesting that actors get this backlash. And, um, and I'm sure. Well, and this is coming from the total fanboy movement. Exactly. And, and it's just, Which, an, granted, we're part of, so we're yeah. part of it, but I don't feel like we come from it in this in, entitled way where like we're judging people based on how much they know. I forget. Oh, cra- you know, I forget crap all the time. You know, it's like that. Uh, um, but also no stupid stuff that I shouldn't know. <laughs> right. It's that, that funny meme that you, that you always see where Natalie Portman is wearing a shirt in the Star Wars font says stop wars. And somebody on Reddit, like somebody posted it and somebody on Reddit says, I bet that, that fake geek girl has never even seen Star Wars. Oh and somebody responds to her says, uh, okay. <laughs> like, really? <laughs> By the way, her shirt says, stop wars. Right. <laughs> and I'm like, uh, she's a princess, dude. Yeah, dude. A princess, queen. bro. A queen. Um, something over public air further back. Yeah. I'm with you, Raz. I mean, and going back to what we were saying, cause the chat's chiming in. I, I just think I would like to see that stuff too. Um, but I feel like because of all the games, we've seen so much of it. And I like the idea of going back and picking some stuff out of it. Um, but with the new trilogy, right. I want to see something totally new. Um, and I don't Absolutely. know, what, and I don't know what that looks like. And I'm happy about that. Exactly. I'm happy because people, the biggest complaint from the Force Awakens was it was a rehash of A New Hope. Right. It, yeah, sort of. The hero's journey, exactly. female protagonist, similar deals, but and A New Hope was a, a rehash of, it was a rehash of other stuff. But I want, now that we've done that, the fans are back. Let's give them something completely new. Exactly. So, all right. So, um, what is this? Yeah. So, you know, if, if you watched, uh, Force Awakens, obviously, you know, Daniel Craig played a stormtrooper. Mm-hmm. Kevin Smith played a stormtrooper. Well, voiced a stormtrooper. Oh, I heard about this. That's yeah. Right. So yeah. there's a whole bunch of, of people that are going to be, Tom Hardy is going to be a stormtrooper in this one. Nice. Um, and the thing is that somebody actually, this is revealed a couple months ago that people had seen the princes, princes Harry and William. Near the set, and they didn't know if they were getting a tour or whatnot. I mean, it was being filmed in in, in London anyway, so right. of course they were getting, you know, they could have been getting a tour. But it turns out, Princess Harry and William will be stormtroopers. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, I'm pretty excited about that. And we talked about that last week. I realized the Last Jedi new TV spot. Yes, we did. I don't know why I put that in there again. Because you're dumb. Whatever, bro. Okay, now imagine this. Imagine them playing stormtroopers that die. <laughs> All right, so I'm going to gloss. Battlefront 2, I am not diving down this. No, I don't want to go down this route. Let's just (laughs) give the the bare bones because I'm not going down this route. Here's the bare bones. First of all, there's been a whole lot of backlash right before the game launched, obviously, of the pay to win and all this other stuff. We alluded to it last week. Locking everything behind doors. Right. Loot boxes, etc. And then there was a long... We talked about last week with the 40 hours of being able to get the heroes and all that. So, uh, EA, uh, put out a thing that said Star Wars fans, uh, Battlefront fans be patient with improvements. Okay. You can interpret that what you will. We've been watching enough dev posts as Swotor fans to know right. what that means. But as of a couple hours ago, <laughs> literally today, yeah. they, um, well, actually, no, a couple days ago, they drastically reduced the following fan, the reduced the cost right. of getting the heroes. Yes. And then, as of today, they got rid of all that whole system. Yes. They, you cannot earn. Everything any, has to be earned. Everything has to be earned in game. And I don't even have a link in the show notes. It's that new. So if I forget to put it in, you, you've heard about it now. So the, the idea is everything is earned in game. Right. While they refine the system, figure out what's going to work. They're going to bring back the other system at some point. But as of right now, 
Uh, I think Battlefront fans will be uh, happy about this. And and really what it comes down to is EA gets a lot of flack for not listening to its fans and being after the money. And this is a huge shift. Especially considering it's going to it's gonna take a bit of coding work. There's a lot of overtime going on at EA right now. There is. And there's an update. They're going to push the update out. But what I think is interesting about this, dude, is um, this is EA. Yes. They're doing this because it's Star Wars. Yes. And if they piss off a bunch of Star Wars fans, right before a Star Wars movie comes out, it's Lucasfilm bad news. Yeah, and it's, it's honestly, I mean, first of all, it's it's bad because fans won't spend their money as much. Mm-hmm. But really, you don't want to piss off piss off Lucasfilm with their licensing. Exactly. So they they were getting it from all sides. I'm sure somebody Lucasfilm was like, "Are, are, are you or like, Lucas uh, Lucas Arts?" Actually, is what it is. No, it's all it all goes up to Lucas. Yeah, but they'd be like, "Are you gonna fix this or not? Are you yeah. gonna give us this much flack before solve a brand this, new solve movie? This problem before we have to." <laughs> So I'm glad this happened. Uh, I really am. Um, I'm still not going to buy the game. Nope. But uh, that's just it's it, that's for other reasons. But here we are, uh, and we're going to move past it. So merchandise, dude. Okay, this one I was actually kind of excited about. There's a Funko is actually doing a two for one sale right now, mm-hmm. um, which is great coming up on the holidays. Um, wide variety of of stuff. I've got a link in the show notes. If you want to open it up and there's showing some pictures, if you want to throw it up in the yeah, uh, screenshot, I'll, I'll, I'll see what I can do. Here. Uh, but for Star Wars fans in particular, there's a special Porgs one that's out. Um, that is going to be included in the two for one. So while he's getting the picture up, let me uh, let me say a couple things here. I got it here. Oh, I thought that was it. Yeah, that is the picture. Um, oh yeah, two for one. Got yeah. It. So the, um, so Marshall's got a picture up. Um, oh, there's cool. a list here. There's going to be, um, if you purchase one of these awesome products, you below may earn a small commission from the, okay. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yeah. That's just because. Yeah. Okay. Disclaimer. Uh, so stranger things, uh, max, uh, with the costume yeah. nightmare before Christmas, dapper Sally, uh, the last Jedi Porg, uh, the Marvel moon Knight, which is cool. Cause you don't get moon Knights stuff too often. Uh, Gwenpool selfie, uh, bobblehead stuff like that. So, yeah. Uh, some stuff that's been harder to get, some convention exclusive stuff. Um, but it's cool. There's a whole bunch of two for one. Also, uh, Box Lunch is, has launched a two for one deal. Um, nice. With their, uh, where you get a free Funko Pop with it. That's cool, man. Yeah. I'm, I need to buy some more pops. I haven't bought any pops in a while. Yeah. Neither. I usually, like, I bought, um, I bought one at Comic Con. Yeah. Um, but I used to get one in the, in the boxes and I just haven't, I can't afford the boxes right now. So. For sure. Um, so we have some parks news. Do we want to talk about the first one? Can you hear about that? Uh, one second, let me. Since we're in Star Wars, uh, I haven't heard. I haven't heard about this now. Okay, well, uh, the short version is, and I think they've obviously solved the problem. But you know the sprayer things that they have. Oh, the misters. The misters. Yeah. Uh, Which appara- are only in like three places. Yeah, and and somebody was telling me the story. I was like, there's only like a couple of those in Disneyland. You know? Yeah, there's one in California Adventure outside of... Um, there's one for Radiator Springs. Right. There's I one know. outside of uh, Condor Flats by uh, Soren over By the Soren, right? I don't know where even the other one might be, but um, there's... Well, actually, it says oh, two water cooling there's, towers. There's one in Bugs Life. Okay. So it says... Oh, right. It says two water cooling towers are located in the backstage area near the New Orleans Square train station, more than 100 feet from public areas. Okay. And then it says... I don't even know where that is, but the long and the short of it is... The two cooling towers after um, were shut down because of an out, outburst of Legionnaire's disease. Yeah. And, okay, and a couple people died, I think. 
Um, well, Legion ten Heroes victims is- hospitalized and one person who had not visited Disneyland had died. Eek. Um, it's yeah, Legionnaires disease sucks, but and I'm not defending Disneyland at all because obviously you got to keep your water sources clean. Sure. Um, but when you have hundreds of thousands of people or millions per year in places, I mean, just a, a few years ago, uh, there was a Honda, uh, Honda outbreak mm-hmm. in Yosemite Park. So mm-hmm. anytime you get you small area with lots of people, you're going to get Absolutely. dangerous. Yeah. Well, and Disneyland, um, Disney, I'm sure will, uh, compensate and, and, yeah, and I'm take sure, care of all of and it. I'm sure. I mean, to have that, I mean, if you think about that, you have, you know, over the course of that time, there's probably, a couple hundred thousand people in the park and 10 people ten got people. sick. Yeah. And one of them was not even in the park. So it means it just got passed on by somebody. Right. Exactly. So, it, you know, minimal impact, but still for those people, it is traumatic. No, so. it's terrible for those people. And, but Disney, you know, like I said, I'm sure they'll fix all their stuff Absolutely. And, and, and deal with it. Um, the two Star Wars, uh, Star Tour stories we probably should have talked about earlier when we were talking about Star Tours, um, with Mark Hamill, but they're changing it. Um, they're splitting it up, right? Right. So what they're going to do is they're going to have I, I don't, I'm confused. Are they going to have two tracks? Are they going to have two different? Well, you know, they already have four different ships that you go into. No, no, I get that, but uh, they're going to have specific new Last Jedi sequences added for sure. Right. And then they're also going to separate the new trilogy from the first six films. Right. Basically, what they're doing first is they're adding the new content, so right. everyone's going to see the, the the Last Jedi stuff. Right. And then after that's gone from being new uh, then they're splitting it and i'm sure they're going to you because you can choose which one you want so i'm guessing oh, it's yeah. going to be okay these two ships are going to go for the original six these two are going for the new trilogy and you just pick which side you I want see. to go to yeah and actually says according to the site when the old sequences are brought back to the ride at some point in the future guests will choose a path in which they'll enjoy a sequence from the phantom menace to return of the jedi or they can choose to experience from force awakens and the last jedi yes. so and um, then eventually nine when- yeah well, that's cool, dude. I mean, it'd be nice to kind of have a choice. Yeah. Because absolutely. then I, I found, I found the issue with the new, the additions with, with Star Tours was Which that, you, you know, you get on there and it's like, okay, you get, you get the opening sequence and then you get maybe something from the prequels, maybe it's something, you know what I mean? No, no, it doesn't make sense story wise. It, it really doesn't. So it actually be kind of nice to have it split up and being able to choose. It's like, I, I know when we're there, we go on at least three or four times. So right. it's like, you know, Today we'll go this one. Yeah, Tomorrow I usually we'll go, go one. on once per visit just because I get um Oh yeah, you I don't get sick. Yeah, the kids love that one though. And we love it. Anyway, all right man. So are we done with Star Wars? We're really? done with Star Wars. Shoot, we're moving right along. Let's 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 move along. Moving right along. I can't imagine any kind of future where I am a hero. Well you're not. In the future, none of you are heroes. You're legends. Oh my God! Is that for? Tell me that first story is not real. It is real. Okay. Oh God! For those of you, because okay, longtime listeners will know that I am a huge fan of award season. Mm. Okay, it doesn't matter. I like the Tonys. I like the Emmys. I like the Grammys. I like the People's Choice Awards. Yeah, he's that guy, guys. I am. Okay, I don't dress up for Halloween. I dress up for Oscar parties. Nice. Okay, that's who I am. One complaint that I do have, though, is. The basic overall distinction between global, the Golden Globes and the Oscars, right? The Oscars has an academy of three plus thousand people that vote on all these different categories, whereas the Golden Globes is controlled or is voted on by, I think, about 74 people, right? But the thing with that is, is they split it up between comedy and drama for the major awards. 
we saw this last year um, when there was a major issue because, um, or not last year, a couple years ago, because The Martian with Matt Damon, even though it had a couple of funny lines, was definitely a sci-fi drama. Mm-hmm. It was put into the comedy and musical category, which, of course, it won because it was better than those movies. Um, and this has happened in the past where um, it's happened to numerous different films. Well, the big thing is this year, um, a movie that's getting a lot of big uh, Oscar uh, award buzz is Get Out by Jordan Peele. Right. Which is a horror film. That's what it is. It's a sociological horror film, but yeah. it's a horror film regardless, right? They've put it in the comedy and musical category again. It's just because he's comes from a comedy background? I have no idea. I think they're just doing it because they tried to do Oh, another big one was back in 2010. Uh, the Tourist was a, not a good movie, um, but they nominated, and it was a drama, and they nominated Angelina Jolie and Johnny Depp from it for uh, comedy Golden Globes. To make sure they came to the award. That's freaking weird. Man. It is. So this has been going on for a couple of decades where the Golden Globe just does it willy nilly almost. And this is. So what you're saying is they're blowing it a little bit because, on the, <laughs> because honestly, I mean, granted, it's tough when you have a specifically genre film like Get Out <laughs> or even when, when uh, District Nine uh, came out a few years ago and it was up for an Oscar. It's right. hard for those movies to go up against. Which, I mean, like the, the front runners this year, I mean, a lot of people are talking about The Post, which is a movie. We watched a trailer of that earlier oh, this week. Oh, right. I remember with that. With Tom yeah. Hanks. Yeah, yeah. It's about the Washington Post story with the Pentagon Papers. Yeah. That's coming out in a few weeks, and that's getting massive buzz. Um, and so, it, granted, it would be, but you know, I'm sure Jordan Peele would much rather win that award. Yeah. Put him in the right category so he can win something exactly. in this category. And actually, Jordan Peele said in response to the Golden Globes putting him in a, in a comedy category, he said, uh, it's a documentary. Right. <laughs> Skiing has a good point. <laughs> That's an interesting way to put it. I would put it in comedy because I like to see cows flying around. Yeah, we're talking about Twister, by the way. We got cows. We got cows. All right. So, real reviews, man. Uh, TV. I got a bunch of little TV stuff in here. Yeah, okay. Um, I, I'll put it, put this on front sheet. I actually paid a little bit more attention to news this week, and so we've got a few, a lot more little tidbit stories. I've been dropping the ball lately. Thank you for picking the ball up. I'm going to run it down your throat. I was going to say where you put it, but then I then I stopped. <laughs> I'm, I'm sitting on it. Oh, gross. Okay, so uh, Doctor Who Christmas special appears to be bringing back Matt Smith, which is not unheard of. No, and it's you're gonna, not. You're going to have to because this is the introduction of the new Doctor. So you're going to have the regeneration here. Yeah. How can you have regeneration I, without the previous Doctor? Yeah, but I, I love the fact that, well, it's Matt well, Smith, though. Sorry, yeah, so two Doctors ago. Two Doctors. They do bring back characters from previous. But I, I'm interested to see where they go with that. And um, I would love to see Capaldi and Smith on the same screen. Yep. And and see what happens there. So that, that'd be cool. Um, the problem with the poo... Yeah, and I know you put this in because we just watched the uh, <laughs> Hari, just, the uh, Hari Kamadori. Um, drawing a blank on the. I can't. Yeah, his last last name Ku. Yeah, I can't remember his last name. But the the bottom line is, um, there's this documentary called the the problem with Apu, and he was interviewed by um, Trevor, Noah Trevor Noah in one of the most recent uh, um, daily shows. Daily shows. Yeah, just Mondays actually. Yeah, and. It explores the Simpsons stereotypes and and kind of stereotypical, basically focusing on Indian uh, stereotypes yes. in in pop culture, which I think is really interesting. And I can't, I really want to watch this documentary. Yes. Um, so we have a link in the show notes for that. Yeah, um, I think that's coming out next week. Yeah, 
Um, Hitman. I was actually intrigued by this. Yes. Hitman, the video game. Um, been, was done as a poorly done movie with Billy oh, Zane, I believe. Oh, yeah, that was what, five, six, seven oh, years ago? Ten years ago, at least. Maybe more than that, yeah. Um, it's coming to Hulu as a new series led by John Wick creator. Brilliant. I think that's a good call. Brilliant. I think, although not seeing John Wick, I know the popularity well, the behind John it. John Wicks are great. We already know that one of the, because the John Wick was pretty much done by two different guys. Right. And one of them was pulled over to, to, um, He's working on, I think, a Star Wars movie. Um, I can't remember. But he got pulled away from John Wick and he's working on something else. All right. Well, I think, I think Hitman works better as a series. Yes. Um, again, when you're trying to adapt, and that's why I feel like video game movies don't work, is because you're trying to take something that is, I don't know. Speaking of that, I've got another video game movie. Yeah. You're, you're trying to take something that's generally minimum 10 hours. Right. Of gameplay and uh, a story to an hour and a half. It usually doesn't work, right? So right. I like the idea of Hitman becoming a series, and I'm I'm intrigued. I'd actually really like to see that. Speaking of things becoming a series, um, I don't remember if we mentioned this last week, but no, we did. We mentioned Lord of the Rings was getting a TV show yes, last we week. Did. Uh, it apparently it's getting a multi-season order from Amazon, so they're already banking multiple seasons for Amazon for Lord of the Rings. So right. what does this mean? Uh, I think they're definitely just trying to fill the gap that's going to be left by Game of Thrones. But that's HBO. You're not near the mic. I know. I know. But that's HBO. I'm saying I couldn't hear you. So oh, but that's I HBO. Um, yeah, I, I, com- I completely agree, but there's still going to be that. Oh, I see, I see what you're saying because there's not going to be a major fantasy series exactly. in the... Oh, okay, yeah. I see what you're saying. All right. I was uh, away from the mic because I was just thinking. Yeah, no, yeah, I'm just yeah. saying I couldn't hear you in my headphones, so yeah. I knew they couldn't hear you. Okay, well, um, technical. Going back to John Wick really quick, the guy's name was David Leitch, and he's the guy that got pulled over to do Deadpool 2. Oh, got it. Okay. Um, I'm actually really excited about Lord of the Rings show. Oh, absolutely. You know what I mean? Absolutely. Um, But. <laughs> and this is coming from a guy, I'm definitely much more. Wait, Skeen mentioned there's a, this is not going to be a Wheel of Time TV series, is there? Well, they're still doing Shannara Chronicles. That's true. That's true. That was MTV, though. They're still doing it. Are they? Yeah. I tried to watch the first one. I wasn't. I, I had a hard well, time. Well, okay, you're it. much more of the fantasy person than I am. I love fantasy. Kate watched the first season, I think. I like, I like, like, I like really good fantasy. Mm-hmm. It's like Lord of the Rings is really good. Um, Princess Bride. But, you know, I, I like, I can't go deep into like Shannara Chronicles or Wheel of Time or right. even your Brandon Sanderson stuff. I just lose interest. Oh, it's so good. His new book just came out. I know. <laughs> That's so good. Uh, Skeen said there's one in pre-production. All right. I'll have to look into that. Cool. Sweet. Um, what do you got? Galaxy Quest. Yeah. So especially with uh, how popular Orville has been recently. Um, Which I love. Yeah. They're actually going to be doing a Galaxy Quest sequel TV series. Um, and it, the first few episodes have already been written. And they're putting it in uh, in the hands of Paul Shear, um, who does a lot of stuff. But uh, I know him most as being from the, the League. Oh yeah, where he plays. uh, um, Is he Taco? No. Oh, Uh, um, it's inside me. Uh, I don't know. I haven't seen that show in a long. No, he's the the guy that everyone hates. Uh, The uh, the plastic surgeon. Yeah, I know. I know what you're talking about. I just can't remember his his name. Dark hair. Nozick is his last name. Short guy. I know. Tall guy, balding. I don't know what you're talking about. Then. Um, Let's just move on with our lives. So anyway, so and well, no, and talking about that, uh, the Orville, which we already talked about last week, uh, has gotten picked up for a second season. Right. Um, 
I, I'm excited that they got picked up for a second season. But, um, what's happening is because of the way that the, the, uh, the mid-season lineups are, are falling. They're actually going to have to cut this season from 13 episodes to 12, and they're just moving that one episode to the uh, um, uh, to season two. Oh, yeah. Right. That's fine. And he played Andre. Andre. Yes. Yeah. No, I like that guy. Yeah. Um, so I'm excited because I love the Orville. We, I mean, you and I talk about it constantly. We can't get enough of it. Oh yeah, I love that show. It's like it's like Star Trek, but like better sometimes. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it's it's just more up to date. Yeah. All right, man. So let's uh, let's get to movies. Yes. Uh, Jason Momoa, he put up something, I believe, on Instagram, a little uh, Crow reboot. Yeah, because he's been signed on to do the new Crow reboot. Which is cool. Yes. I think, I think, I think if there's anybody in Hollywood right now that can pull it off, it'll be him. Yeah, I think that's I think that's good casting. Granted, he is a little bit more yoked than... than the yeah, but I think, he's gonna, was, but I think he's going to kill it. I think it's going to be fun. Yeah. I think it's going to be good. Um, and uh, I thought this was weird. No, I think this is great. No, it's great, but weird. Why bring back this? But okay. It writer, it, the movie, it. The screenwriter who wrote it. Right. Was tapped to uh, write an Are You Afraid of the Dark movie adaptation. Okay. That was after our time. Okay. So. Are You Afraid of the Dark? Yes. I mean, I know you probably watched it, but yeah. it was really for after. Okay. Cause I'm telling you, um, our friend Michaela, who's a few years yeah. younger than we are. I mean, she's in her late twenties and we're right. late thirties, early forties. Um, like I was, when I was doing show notes, that article was up on the screen and she almost, Flipped out. she almost yelped. She was like, <laughs> Oh my God. And are you afraid of the dark movie? Oh my God. So it, it has a fan base. That's cool. That's fine, dude. I'm in. That's fine and, with me. And for, for that audience, the, it scared them as kids. Of course. And yeah. so to I mean, I watched some, I watched them with my brother, I think, you know, cause he's like six years younger than me. Yeah. yeah. So it's more for, for his time frame, maybe right. even a little bit younger. Um, but it's, it's, it's actually more for like the Rugrats age group. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Although I watch Rugrats. So I, well, yeah, I watched a lot of cartoons. You're a weird cartoon. Yeah, well, here we are. All right. So Universal and Illumination. Um, Illumination did, uh, uh, Minions 2. They did a, uh, the movie Sing last year. Yeah. Which was really Sing good. Sing was good, man. Sing was really I really good. enjoyed that movie. Um, they are trying to, uh, sign on to do a Super Mario Brothers animated film. Really? If anybody can do it, Illumination has a good track record. I'm okay with it. As long as it's animated. Yeah, because it <laughs> it's never be, worked no, live it's action. It's not going to do live action. Yeah. No. So, but I mean, I think that'd be cool. We man. don't need to see Dennis Hopper as King Koopa. Mm. I mean, he's, uh, he's dead, but come on. Sure. All right. So you have a bunch of casting. Yeah, we got a lot stuff. of casting news just because you know, um, I'm I'm just excited about certain things. There's a, a a new drama movie coming out with Destroyer. It already had signed uh, Nicole Kidman. But I put this one in here before you because Ooh. it's like Tatiana Maslany nice. and Sebastian Stan. I like both of them, but yes. Tatiana is my girl. Exactly. Um, Zendaya, who most recently played Mary Jane in Spider-Man Homecoming, All right. um, is, uh, will be producing and starring in a movie called The White Lie. Wait, she was the one at the end that was revealed as MJ? Yes. Okay. I yes. liked her. <laughs> um, so what I, uh, I also put this in there for you because it reminded me of the play that you're, st- uh, you're, uh, sister-in-law wrote. Yeah. Um, because hers was about the first uh, lesbian woman that ran um, Mount Holyoke. Yeah. This, Zendaya is talking about the first woman who attended, uh, uh, or who taught at Vassar. Okay. But, or the first black woman that mm-hmm. went, the first, that was, that's what it was, the first black woman that went to Vassar, but she was so light-skinned, she passed for a white person. Oh, interesting. And yeah, so yeah. she's, she's going to be starring as her and she's telling that story. Nice. Cool. So that'll be cool. Um, Tiffany Haddish, who's just funny. 
Um, yeah. she's most, most recently she, she uh, hosted Saturday Night Live a couple weeks ago. Okay. She was in Girls Trip and totally owned that movie. No, I haven't seen that. Um, she signed on to do two new movies called The Kitchen and The Temp and they're both getting fast tracked because cool. she's kind of like, I just, uh, watched a, uh, a stand up special she did. She's, oh, really? She's okay. Funny. Um, wait, did we watch that? What does she look like? I feel like I've seen she used to be a stand up by her. Yeah. She used to be on, um, uh, oh no, I haven't seen um I haven't seen a stand by her, but I know who right. that is. She used to be on At Midnight quite frequently. Okay. Um so there's a new Tolkien uh uh It's Tolkien. Sorry, Tolkien movie mm-hmm. coming out about the history of Tolkien. Like Ooh. actually it's a biography of a fan. Oh, I'm in. And there's a guy named Craig Roberts who's been signing he's like a new it guy. He's he's been cast in the movie. Sounds good. Um this one I found the most kind of disturbing, but the one I'm most inside about because I mean because you want something? No, well, it's kind of it's <laughs> it's hard to be a Mel Gibson fan nowadays. It but is. I actually enjoyed the movie he did with Helen Hunt called What Women Want. Oh, okay. Also, right. because it has that. a young um, who does the voice of Cheryl and Archer. Uh, oh God. Um. Regardless, she was in the she was in it right with Helen Hunt and, and Mel Gibson. Along with a few other people. Well, they're doing a remake. I mean, they're all, they're doing all these gender bending remakes. Right. And I'll get to another one here in a minute. <clears throat> but they're doing a remake of that, but they're calling it What Men Want. Oh, interesting. And it's going to Judy Greer. Judy Greer. Yeah. I love Judy Greer. Yeah. She's awesome. And, uh, she was also in, she played the, the boys' moms, uh, the boys' mom in Jurassic World. She did. Yes. Indeed. Okay. So anyway, so, uh, the What Men Want is going to have Taraji P. Henson. Okay. From Empire. Cool. Well, um, that's cool. Yeah. So she plays Cookie in Empire. Um, but what I love about this, I mean, they're still playing on the sexist tropes a little bit because the first one was about Mel Gibson trying to do advertising for a Nike line, right? A women's Nike line. Sure. This one, she plays a sports reporter who's, or a sports agent or something like that. Second, a male dominated woman. I see what you're saying. So she yeah, starts yeah. to learn male that's cool. athletes and stuff. So yeah, so it should be kind of interesting. Cool, dude. All right, a lot of release dates have been released. Um, yeah. The next season of The X-Files, which they're not calling season 11. They're calling chapter two okay. of the new story. Sounds good. Uh, is getting released on uh, the first episode is going to be January 3rd. So right after the new year. Oh, wow. Cool. And that's going to be um, coinciding with uh, the brand new show 911. Okay. So they're going to be playing back to back on Fox. Um, there's been a big hullabaloo over the distribution rights with Paddington 2. Why? Uh, one because the first one made a ton of money. Yeah, it did. The second weird. one is because it's been it was done by the Weinstein Company. Yeah, and they're having a major fire sale of all their things because they're going to be going bankrupt because of the whole Harvey Weinstein yeah, thing. Yeah, makes sense. Um, and plus the third thing is this has already been released in the UK. Oh, and it's been number one in the UK for three weeks. It's really? not coming out in the US until uh December something. Okay, and they still hadn't picked up distribution rights yet because Weinstein Company was because Weinstein one. right. Warner Brothers picked it up. Interesting. So Warner okay. Brothers won that lottery. Nice. Good um, for them. We're kind of seeing the same thing with Coco. I mean, not, not with the distribution rights, but Coco, which is the new Pixar movie, which doesn't get released in the U.S. for a few more weeks, right. has already been released in Mexico for a month. Oh. And it's been number one there since release date and has now become the number one film in Mexico's history. Really? Yes, already. How cool. And that's like over Ichimamba Tambien, all the major yeah. Mexican films that have come out. Well, that's great. So yeah, th- that's getting a lot of buzz and cool. Yeah. I mean, it looks awesome. I, I want to see it. So yeah. So the next, uh, also the next, um, Batman movie coming out in the Disney animated, uh, or original movie universe is called Batman Gotham by Gaslight. 
Okay. And this is about, uh, it takes place in the Elseworlds storyline, and it's Batman trying to catch Jack the Ripper. <laughs> I and like that's that. going to be coming out in February. Nice. Um, Handmaid's Tale 2 just got nominated for, I think it was 13 Emmys. Elizabeth Moss is fantastic in it. Yeah, I've heard a lot about it. Yeah, she's great. Uh, they're already filming season two, and that's going to come out in April on Hulu. Okay. Um, we just got news yesterday of the new Fantastic Beast sequel. Oh. Okay. And I that, didn't see this. It's coming out next November. Okay. So they released it yesterday saying in a year. Basically a year from today. Right. And so I already posted a picture of the, because the, they had a picture of the cast and I put it up on Pinterest already, but it's a, uh, it's a short 20 second video picture. Oh. It's a movable picture just like in the, the Harry Potter world. Nice. But it's got, you know, Johnny Depp because he plays Grindelwald. Sure. It's got Jude Law playing Dumbledore. It's got all the original cast members coming back. So very, very cool. Cool. They have a title for it though. It's called Fantastic Beasts. The Crimes of Grindelwald. Nice. I think that's, that makes sense. Yeah. I'm I like ex- it. I'm excited for that. Yeah, me so, too. Um, that'll be really cool. And uh, and mostly because I'm not a big Harry Potter fan, but I did like Fantastic Beasts. Because it's much more adult. Yeah. I and, like I like that, that where they're going with that. Yeah. Well, and this one's going to have a much more adult dynamic because, first of all, the battle between Grindelwald and Dumbledore takes place during World War II. Sure. That's the whole thing. Um, but you got to remember, they were also lovers as right. teenagers. Right. And so you're going to get that whole dynamic that's going to, uh, um, I hate to use the word touch, but it's going to reach. It's the, the LGBTQ community, yeah. which doesn't necessarily get mirrored on screen in major blockbusters all that often. Yeah, no, that's going to be cool, man. So that's going to be fantastic. Awesome. Um, the last release date we just got is going to be for next October. And this is the another gender bending remake I was talking about. August. Um, what did I say? October. Yeah, August. I'm sorry. <laughs> um, and right now, the name for the movie is called Nasty Women. But okay. That's probably going to change. And it's going to start uh, Anne Hathaway and Rebel Wilson okay. doing a gender-bending remake of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels. <laughs> well, that should be interesting. That should definitely be interesting. And I'm really – I mean, it's got to be – I mean, Anne Hathaway yeah. has to be playing the straight man of, yeah. of Michael Caine that's gonna with be. Rebel Wilson doing the Steve Martin role. That's what it's got to be. Sounds good to me, man. Berlanti? Uh, Berlanti, so we got one. So we're in the universal, universal now. We're almost done. Yeah. So we got one. Yeah. The, the original of Dirty Rotten Scoundrels is fantastic. I still, skiing. I, my, one of my favorite lines is, uh, when they're eating dinner and he's got the eye patch on and he's got a cork over the fork so he doesn't stab himself <laughs> in the eye. And he goes, Excuse me. Can I go to the bathroom? <laughs> but of course. Thank you. <laughs> it's just so classic weird, Steve Martin. All yeah. right. So. Um, we got one bit of Berlanti news, and this just kind of impacts lineups, but Black Lightning, which is the one Berlanti-verse right. thing, which actually isn't part of the Berlanti-verse, but it's done by Berlanti, right. and it is DC, which is a whole weird thing. It's Black Lightning. That's going to debut uh, January 16th, and it's going to be taking the time slot after The Flash. Okay. The thing is, it's currently being held by Legends of Tomorrow. So what's going to happen is Legends of Tomorrow always has a short season anyways. Sure. It's going to go on a mini hiatus, uh, I believe, after um, – it's at least after the, the crossover, which happens next week. Um, so it's going to be a couple more weeks after that, and then they'll go on their winter hiatus. When the shows come back, Black Lightning, Black Lightning will take a spot. They'll move Legends of Tomorrow to a new night, and that won't come back until February. So Makes it's just going to be a delayed return. Cool. Um. A couple of DCEU news. Um, yeah, I don't know if we want yeah, to cover this first one or not. I skipped it, but if you want to talk about it, it's cool. Nah, screw it. Yeah, we're giving too, Ben Affleck too much. Yeah, it can't be Affleck day. Um, this one I love. We, we, F you, Affleck. F you, <laughs> Affleck. 
Affleck. <laughs> so um, I actually had a conversation with a with a student in the lab the other day, and we were talking about um, how you can retroactively retcon things in destroy continuity. Oh yeah, <laughs> and the one he was talking about how uh, and I and it's it's actually called head cannon until it actually gets mm-hmm. in considered canon. And there's a head cannon right now where um, Peter Parker, the Tom Holland version of Peter Parker, was the kid wearing the Iron Man mask in Iron Man Two. At the uh, oh, interesting. Okay. At the uh, um, Stark Expo. Yeah. Okay. Which makes sense because that was taking place in Queens, which is where yeah, I can see that. From. Yeah. So that's a headcanon right now, and they just haven't said no. Okay? okay. This has actually been confirmed that Jason Momoa said that Zack Snyder said this actually happened. Oh. That Aquaman met uh, Superman prior to the events of Justice League. Because if you remember in Man of Steel when uh, when Superman Clark Kent is working on the oil rig, right, and the oil rig goes down and he survives in the water and everything, and, and he just like shows up on the surface. It turns out Aquaman, oh, saved, Aquaman him. Who saved him, right? Because evidently there's a line in the New Justice League that has shown in the trailers that says, "I know him." Oh, and so oh, okay. So Zack Snyder said there's this connection between That's cool. Aquaman and and, and Superman. Clark Kent from the from previous. Oh, I like that. That's cool. Cool. Um, and there's a Wonder Woman 2 uh, update. The release date has been moved. Well, there's a lot of drama going on with um, Wonder Woman right now anyways, uh, with considering um, Brett, Nat- Brett Ratner is one of the producing partners right. while his studio is involved. And he's been charged with – he's one of the people that have been accused, right? Yeah. Not charged. He's been accused. And, of course, Gal Gadot and Patty Jenkins have got some stuff to say about that. Of course. We, and we're not going to go really in-depth into that story. No, anymore. I'm trying to kind of skirt those stories right now. There's right. a lot of people being accused of sexual misconduct, uh, whether it be in the government or pop culture or movies. Exactly. And, and, and it's just and, – and that's that typically happens when someone like a – as powerful as Weinstein gets accused or obviously whatever – but and, and the, the spacey comes along with that, and then um, you know the one that broke my heart was uh, Rest Development Jeffrey, um, Tambor. Jeffrey Tambor. I mean, there's all these things happening. So uh, um, we're just—it's not that we don't. I don't want to spend a bunch of time every week talking about exactly. it. Exactly, it's it's happening in pop culture in the news. It is. It's gonna. But and is, when it affects us, we'll talk about right. it. Right. <laughs> it's it's definitely gonna start affecting release dates and production sure. schedules and stuff like that. And one of those. I'm sure it's affecting this. Yeah. So Warner Brothers has moved the release date of Wonder Woman 2 up by six weeks from December 13th to November 1st. Um, and I'm sure the reason being is that December got hijacked by episode nine. It, it got hijacked by episode nine. Um, and, and that's, that's really what it comes down to. And, uh, instead, Wonder Woman 2 is going to be opening on the same weekend that Thor Ragnarok opened this year, which worked out and played pretty well for, yes. for that. So, you know, all the other stuff aside, um, it's and and so one more thing. It says uh, now Gadot is saying she won't sign for the sequel unless Warner Brothers buys Brett out of his deal. So, which I believe they did today, and I think that happened. So, look again, this stuff is going to be leaking into a lot of our stories, but our the stories we're reporting are obviously stories that are happening in pop culture, which exactly. is why we're talking about it. But I I. I think it's interesting. I'm glad Wonder Woman's not going up against episode nine once they moved it. Right. But yeah, they wouldn't have. No, it wouldn't have. And they wouldn't have moved it anyway, but I'm glad it's coming forward. 
you know? Yes. And, uh, and we'll work through all this other stuff. Exactly. That's, that's where I'm at right now. So we've got, um, some other little stories, but we have uh, some big Disney stories to cover, uh, before we kind of get out of here and, and hit the last few. So let's get into the Disney streaming service. Cause this is a big, this yeah, we, has been really dominating our last few weeks. Yeah. We talked about this quite a bit the last couple of weeks when, especially, uh, how it was going to affect Netflix and, and mm-hmm. all that stuff. And then we actually, we, we didn't really put, put the two and two together, but last week we were talking about the possible buyout of Fox. Right. And we were talking about how it would affect the Marvel and the X-Men universe. But the thing is, is Fox has such a deep, deep catalog. Right. That's going to affect Netflix too. If Disney takes control of that, and moves it over to their stream. Right. Cause now there's basically, there's five major studios, right? You got Sony, Universal, Warner Brothers, Disney, and, and Fox, right? right. Those are the five majors, right? Um, if all of a sudden two of them are combined and you take 40% of content away from Netflix, that's huge. It's a big deal. And do we miss something else? Um, what was Chinook talking about? Do you remember that? Oh, one thing we didn't even, we, which we should have talked about well, last week. And thank you, uh, Chinook, for, for mentioning that. And we almost forgot again this week. <laughs> is, yeah, we almost forgot it again this week. It's like when we first started talking about the Disney buyout of, of, of Star Wars, of Lucasfilm, right. We really went heavy into this, the fact that it didn't include the distribution rights to the original movie. Right. Um, and so. And I, and I imagined in my head, we had talked about it. Right. And then when he brought it up, he, he tweeted me. I was like, I guess yeah, we, didn't we didn't talk, talk about, about it. it. Yeah. But that is obviously one of the main reasons why Disney would want to buy Fox. Besides right. being able to bring X-Men back into the Marvel fold, it's to get the distribution rights back for the entire Star Wars universe. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, there's a lot wrapped up in this, uh, in, in this potential, uh, well, I, I mean, guess when acquisition. Have, when you have major right? studios that have been releasing content for a hundred plus years. Yeah. Come on. You're yeah, going to be getting deal. things that are overlapping. So what else do we have here? So we have Disney developing a new Marvel television series. Right. Um, which we don't know anything about. Right. And the, the, they really, they don't even know yet. No. But they just know that they're going to be doing a Marvel series for the streaming, for their streaming service. We have, uh, that's also where the Star Wars. TV show is going to be airing. And Marvel's Netflix series are likely to move to the streaming service in 2019, which is implied, obviously. Right. We're talking about Defenders and all the other stuff, right? Exactly. Uh, Disney streaming price, um, could actually hurt Netflix. And. Right. Well, cause right now the, the minimum price at Netflix is what, 11.99? I think so. 10.99. Well, was 9.99. I think they have to buy $2. Yeah. Uh, like it's either ten or eleven ninety nine. So it's right around there. And Iger's already said they're going to be undercutting that because of lack of content. They're doing obviously less content. And I think they said that they were initially shooting for a five ninety nine, six ninety nine price point. But even if they win at seven or eight, they're still undercutting. It's they're still undercutting. And although they have less content, the content that people would go to Netflix for is on their service, right? And honestly, so it's going to be interesting. Honestly, I don't think it's going to cut Netflix as much as. We think. Right. Um, I think Netflix is just going to start doing more original content, which they're already They do a ton of anyway. A ton. They do. But I mean, how many people have, or at least know people with passwords for subscriptions to both Netflix and Hulu? Right. And yeah. Amazon. Yeah. I have all three, but it's just the way it's going. I mean, honestly, instead of having a subscription to, you know, an $80 subscription to cable, mm-hmm. you're just going to have six or seven streaming services that add up to seven. Well, outside of football <laughs> and the Super Bowl, we, we got rid of our cable or our, satellite dish almost a year ago and yeah, i haven't i haven't had cable for almost a decade and and it's not that I and mean, we've always had hulu we've always had netflix and we've always had amazon yep and um and you can tend to stream stuff through nbc.com yeah and i mean and and so we've been able to get the stuff that we want 
um, without paying a dish network or a cable network, but which logs you into a huge contract. And I and honestly, add six dollars, seven, even eight dollars a month to my the crap that comes out of my paycheck. Like, what am I gonna care? I'm gonna go to. I'm gonna have yet another thing to go to to watch my rebels, to watch all my stuff, exactly. and it's all gonna be there. I'm in. I don't care. So yes. I mean, but again, I. I I don't think Netflix is going to hurt as much as people think. And you're right. The original content they pr- provide, the stand up they provide, all of this stuff that they provide that you can't really get anywhere else is, is they, important. Yeah. Cause they've really taken over comedy central for being mm-hmm. a place to go for stand up specials. The stand up specials are amazing. They're an hour to two hours and of just one person to those yeah. contracts. So it's really good. They're locking people in for years. Exactly. What else do we have? Um, so there's a movie that they're working on, and they just released the first uh, uh, set image from it today. Is a movie called Noel, starring Anna Kendrick, and it's going to be a Christmas movie for next year, where she plays the daughter of Saint Nick. Where we Saint- missed something, but go ahead. Oh, yeah, that's I don't think it's important. Okay, I'll get rid of that. Continue. Um, so uh, where Saint Nick is going to retire, he doesn't want to be Santa anymore, and his brother doesn't want to take over the family business, so he has one child who is Noel Claus, played by Anna <laughs> Kendrick, it. and she becomes the new Santa. Nice. Well, um, also, is uh, what's his name in it? It is not connected to the Tim Allen series. Well, I thought it would be cool if they could, but I, as far as I, know, I was just hoping maybe Tim Allen played a dad or something. That would be cool. Um, I don't think it's tied in i mean i know um the kid that they had in the third movie is a girl i believe right so they could technically play it off that way if they wanted to sure but i don't know if that's the way that's they want to i go. just threw it out there because it was the same storyline i mean i would love it because i love the santa claus movies <laughs> skin you make a great point honestly my kids will watch jesse all day long so yeah eight bucks a month for them to stream jesse all day yeah that's it okay also think about this jesse's um, funny no jesse's funny but you're you're going to be able to bring back all the Disney Channel mm-hmm. original movies, plus Lizzie McGuire. Uh, oh yeah, that's the, a good point. Uh, the Cheetah Girls, pretty uh, much everything we grew up Hannah with, Disney wise too. Ducktales, uh-huh. uh, Tailspin. Um, yeah, that'd be pretty. Wonderful sweet. World of Disney, all the old God, archive stuff. I want to see Wonderful World of Disney so bad again. Anyway, you're right, Skin. That's that's it. I'll I'll gladly pay bucks a month Boys to watch every world. girl meets yeah, world. Everything I grew up with done. Yeah. In. All right. Moving on. Pinocchio. Um, Pinocchio, which is one of the, the newer Disney live action movies that they're working on. Mm-hmm. Uh, we already know that they did Cinderella. They did Beauty and the Beast. Um, uh, Guy Ritchie's working on Aladdin right now. John Favreau's working on Lion King. Um, well, Sam Mendes. And that's just fine again. Mine slip. Right. Um, Sam Mendes is, was, uh, who directed the first couple Spider-Man movies and he did Evil Dead and all those. Um, he was married to Kate Winslet for a while. She, he was signed on to do Pinocchio and he's now stepped away. Oh, that's crazy. So now there's nobody, uh, in lined up. Now I've lost the internet. It's back now. <laughs> it's back online. I don't know what's going on. It's going to take a minute for that to recoup, but, um, that's weird, dude. So any reason? I just, think he's just stepped away. And this isn't the first time, uh, a few years ago, well, they, uh, they were doing a live action remake of J- James and the Giant Peach. Right. And he stepped away from that too. Huh. Interesting. Uh, and then we have, uh, what do you got? Prince Charming. Prince Charming, which is another live action movie, but they're doing it basically how they did a uh, Maleficent with Sleeping Beauty from Maleficent's point of view. They're doing Prince Charming. They're going to be doing like the, uh, the standard 
uh, you know, male trope about Prince Charming. Right. Kind of like Enchanted almost. Um, and they brought in uh, Brian, uh, writer-director Stephen Chbosky, uh, who just had Wonder released today to good reviews. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, so that's good news. Um, now we're on to Fox. We're out of Disney. Um, and we just have one bit of news here, and it's um, that Fox is looking at doing a multiple-man movie. Okay. And James Franco is in talks. <laughs> I like Franco, dude. Uh, I love the, I love Franco. I like Franco in um, 11... What is it? 127 hours. No. 112263. Oh, yeah. 112263. Yeah. He's good in that. Uh, he's really good in that. Um, I just like Franco. I I'm loved actually, him in Pineapple Express. I'm more of a fan of his <laughs> younger brother, Dave. Oh, uh, okay. I just, I like his acting style. I think he's funnier. All right. Um, well, I like James. I think James is a little bit too close to Shia LaBeouf toward the territory. You're, you're a LaBeouf. Um, just so you guys know, as, as we end the, sh- as we get near the end of the show, um, and this is basically for anybody out there interested in what we do and want to be a patron of the show. We do trailer time, uh, before most shows where we watch trailers and that's separate content for our, our patrons that I put out, uh, as a separate feed. And we did what Deadpool two tonight, the tra- teaser trailer for that Quiet place and rampage, the quiet place and uh rampage tonight. Um, and usually we have more than that, but tonight it was just a short one. We hadn't done trailer time in a few weeks. So, um, if you are interested in, in supporting the show, we'll, we'll give all that info out later, but basically it's patreon.com slash usual podcast and you can help us out. And, uh, so instead of talking about that Deadpool two trailer, we talked about earlier, we're going to move on to Marvel. <laughs> yes. And Thor Ragnarok passed Logan, Wonder Woman at Logan and Wonder Woman at the international box office. Yeah. I had a couple things going for that one it mm-hmm. released in November with nothing else around it. And True. We have Justice League opening tonight. Um, right. So it had two, basically a two week window. Um, but it also opened internationally day and date with us, which usually doesn't happen. Right. Um, usually, uh, especially China is usually a couple weeks behind. So your international box office doesn't accumulate as quickly as you would normally think. Indeed. This one it does. So obviously you're going to get that total sooner than one or one, which I think took a, an extra month to open, especially when it's having its issues in the Middle East. So true. Uh, I, I, I wanted to throw this in here. Um, because I'm really maybe sort of kind of could be excited <laughs> about a movie that may or may not um, be called Black Panther. I think you're a little excited about it. I'm pretty amped about it, to be honest with you, dude. And Funko put out a bunch of pops and I put them up and I put them up in the feed and I have a link in the show notes. Um, a bunch of actual uh, what you call it for it. Um, Funko toys. So we've got the, you know, keychains and pops and and dwarves and and pretty much everything that you could ask for. And it's phenomenal. And I cannot wait for this movie. Boom. That's all I had to say about it. Yeah. And actually, I think Disney's learning its lesson from not having merchandise for, for, um, minorities yeah um because they learned that with not having daisy ridley on that didn't make any sense for force awakens (laughs) the main character let's not do that exactly (laughs) so yeah they they've definitely learned their lesson marketing wise exactly what else we got punisher uh punisher this one i found really interesting doesn't punisher come out tomorrow uh punisher comes out friday yeah so tomorrow Tomorrow. yeah um no tomorrow sunday i think it's the 19th that was the 17th it's this weekend. Regardless. Either way, it's coming soon. Um, but the uh, the showrunner and the the creators were given one specific uh, rule: they could not include any defenders in the movie in the show. Interesting. Uh, they do have Karen Page, 
who is the love interest of Jared She's Daredevil. not a defender, but yeah. But it's basically like you couldn't have the four defenders in it. Interesting. So I thought that was kind of interesting. Huh. But it also makes them focus on Punisher, which is great. Because ha. I was right. Tomorrow. Okay. Basically, the whole premise of this point is is that you know Daredevil thinks the Punisher is dead. Right. That's true. Spoiler from season two uh, of Daredevil. Look, it's months. Exactly. Months. But um, he's basically lying, fl- flying under the radar right now. And if he were to do anything that would grab the attention of the defenders, right. it would blow his cover wide open, and that's not what he's trying to do right now. So, of course, they can't be in it because he's not paying attention. <laughs> Ski makes a joke. Yeah, uh, unfortunately, it is going to bump up against uh, What's an Ops Group tomorrow. <laughs> Sorry. Good point. Sadly. Uh, filming start dates. Uh, Daredevil started filming already? Season three. Season three. And Iron Fist season two starts filming next month. Nice. They're going forward, man. They are. Despite the flack. Um, so... <laughs> Funny thing about Tom Holland, <laughs> Feige doesn't tell him anything because no. Holland cannot keep a secret. But he's just so cute, though. He is so cute. And I finally saw Spider-Man Homecoming. Isn't it good? Like a few nights ago. It was so okay. good. I love it. Have you seen this Instagram picture he posted? Uh, what, he broke his nose? Yeah, he broke his nose. So he broke his nose filming this week. It's his third broken nose, by the way. Aww. But look at what he captioned it. Is he not cute? What did he say? Oh, my God. You mother sucker. Why don't you tell the audience what he captioned it? He captioned it, Avengers, maybe filming Avengers 4? When what? nobody has confirmed Avengers 4 is filming at all? <laughs> but why? Why is he doing that? Because he's like 19. <laughs> <laughs> but, but so Avengers 4 would be, so Infinity War is technically Avengers 3? Yes. So they're already filming Avengers four because we know they're filming them both, kind of, right? Yes. Why would, why would this kid be dumb? Why is he be dumb? I love him, but he's dumb. He's gonna get fired because he's dumb. He's dumb with an, <laughs> an extra, he's dumb with an extra B. He's gonna be. He's gonna get fired because he's dumb. Oh Holland, as adorable as you are, dude, stop saying things and posting things. Exactly. All right, so the we're gonna take your social media from you, bro. I know, right? Okay, so the last two things are Sony uh, <laughs> connected. <laughs> Skiing. Um, yeah, I know why. Skiing. Teenagers never stop talking, and they always say the things they're not supposed to say. You're absolutely right. Dumb. All right, so <laughs> Sony, uh, of course, is going ahead with their Venomverse. Yeah, and uh, there are two bits of news. One, um, the Tom Hardy is obviously playing uh, uh, Brock. Um, uh, Brock, no. Yeah, Brock. Brock something? Ethan Brock? No. no. Eddie Brock. Eddie Brock, thank you. I win. Uh, you do. Um, he's playing Eddie Brock, but it, a bunch of the movies going to be taking place in Asia. Oh. And so they're going to be doing a lot of filming there. But also, there's a character in the Venomverse, I mean, surrounding Spider-Man, yeah. about a, like a, uh, a symbiote vampire mm-hmm. named Morbius. Mm. And they're looking at doing a film based on Morbius. Sounds amazing. I think uh, we call it Blade. Something? I think I think I think uh, it's called Wesley Snipes. <laughs> I mean, it is different because it's Alien Symbiote, not. Really. <laughs> I know, but I just I had to say Wesley. You laughed. I did. So I win. I win again. You do. You win, Marshall. You win my heart. I, oh, gross. Okay, so we're done. We're done. <laughs> Thanks for tuning in the Usual Podcast. If you have comments or questions, you can find us at theusualpodcast.com. Email us at theusualpodcast at gmail.com. And we're on Facebook, Google+, Pinterest, Instagram, Twitch, and YouTube. Find us on Twitter at Darth Pops. That's mine. And at I'm Will Griggs. That's Will's. 
And we're on iTunes, Stitcher, Radio, and Google Play, all of the places you find uh, podcasts. So rate us and like us and share us. Tell your friends. If you want to support the show, audibletrial.com slash the usual podcast. Uh, you can get a free audiobook on us. If you are a Sanderson fan, his latest, uh, the third, in fact, uh, book in the, in the Stormlight Archive series just came out, uh, yesterday and I am excited. I'm already reading it. Um, at also, two times speed. I'm almost uh, there. It's only 55 hours. Also, Dan Brown's latest Robert Langdon book, uh, Origin, is out. 55 hours. And I believe it's still number one on the uh, bestseller list. Nice. Well, good on you. And if you want to support the show directly, uh, patreon.com slash usual podcast. You can give us a buck or two or more, an episode. And we have content uh, exclusive for patrons, including trailer time and early access to the shows, patron Dropbox, and eventually we send you stuff. I would also like to say that over the Thanksgiving break, I will be designing a line of uh, usual podcast gear. Nice. And it will be available for purchase shortly after Thanksgiving. So it's perfect to get that loved one in your life. The perfect Christmas gift. Mm. No one listens to the show, but we're going to get merch. We're going to get merch. We're going to get a merch store. Merched. Anyway, um, let's get out of here, buddy. Word. So then you say a thing, oh, and then I say a thing, and then we get out of here. We do this. We've done this 117 times. I know, dude. Well, more than that, actually. Okay. Well, um, I want to make sure everybody has a fun. Have a fun. We'll see you all next week. Peace. Sucker. Oh How God. is it? I screw that up like every week. Like every other week, it's like, oh, say the thing so we can leave, and you just fuck it up. <laughs>